skydiving. This is amazing. Yeah, but you know what else is amazing? An iPhone 6S for just 49 bucks at Metro. Really? Imagine streaming all the way down with that amazing camera. I'm switching. That's smart. You know what else is smart? Parachutes. Woo! Switch to Metro and get an amazing iPhone 6S for only 49 bucks. Metro by T-Mobile. Phone offer requires port in of number not currently active on T-Mobile Network or active on Metro in past 90 days. See store for details and terms and conditions. Welcome to Lions Radio Network, where the show takes you on a roaring adventure with entertaining and stimulating topics focusing on entertainment, sports, business, world news, along with many other topics. Whatever your interests are, you will find them right here on Lions Radio Network. Jess Messen Broadcast is hosted by Jess Fole, a visual artist from Baltimore, Maryland. Jess invites those who've inspired her to recount their tales of becoming professional artists and creators. Through sharing memories and stories, Jess and her guests relive experiences, discuss new projects, and foster new ideas, all while making sense of this crazy pop culture world we live in. Tune in weekly for a variety of guests ranging from musicians, designers, artists, and entrepreneurs who are actively creating the world around us. And now, it's time for Jess Messin Broadcast with Jess Full. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Jess Full coming to you live from Baltimore right here on Lions Radio Network. It's a gorgeous day here in Baltimore. I'm in my studio, and the sun is shining, and, you know, I'm feeling pretty good, too, and mostly because it's twofold. I'm not hungover, and I spent a really good amount of time at Union Brewery yesterday, and so I'm proud of myself, and I think I finally figured it out. And then to discuss how awesome the new place is and what they're doing over there, today we have John Zervitz and Kevin Blodger from uh, Union Craft Brewing right here in Baltimore in the Woodbury Hamden neighborhood, and they've totally blown up in the past. What are, did we just do the fifth birthday or the sixth birthday? Six. Number six. I unfortunately had to miss that one because I was working. But anyways, here's the backstory on Union. Beer is the union of water, barley, hops, and yeast. A brewery is the union of beer, its brewers, and the community it serves. Beer unites. It's not just a tagline. It's the underlying philosophy of everything we believe in as a business. Good beer brings good people together for good times and good works. And that's totally true. Situated along the Jones Falls River in the historic Woodbury neighborhood of Baltimore, the Union Craft Brewery makes great beer and great company. With reverence for tradition and place, we brew beers that unite old and new ideas, the science and craft of brewing, and the boldness and balance of, power, of, of flavor well, and power. <laughs> Founded in the fall of 2011 by Kevin Blodger, Adam Benish, and John Zervish, brewing operations officially began in the spring of 2012 with the installation of a 20-barrel brew house and the initial launch of Duck Pin Pale Ale. Hi, guys. How are you? Hey, Jess. We're good. How are you doing? That's Kevin there, too. Okay, so we're going to get into, let's just, you know, kind of explain. Um, Kevin is lead brewer at the at Union. So, Kevin, tell us a little bit about that. All right, yeah. So, my title at the brewery is like director of brewing ops. So, I just kind of handle everything on the beer side, uh, from recipe to development to overseeing what's happening on the brew deck. Um, all aspects of the beer. So from from grain until the time the beer hits the production floor, I kind of oversee all that stuff. 
Okay, cool. And John, what's what's your um? Because so Union is a trio of guys. It's John, Adam, and Kevin. And John, you do like art marketing and promo, or what's your deal? Yeah, so um, I call myself the creative director. So just kind of handle anything on the visual branding or marketing side, um, and you know, over oversee any of the creative direction happening at the brewery. Okay, cool. And Adam, who is on a conference call right now, which is a different call, but just explain to him, explain to our listeners a little bit about what he does. So Adam is um, sort of a joint CEO, CFO kind of role. Um, Adam comes from the um, finance world, and you know he's our numbers guy. Looks after the books, make sure uh, make sure the checks clear, keeps the lights on. Um, and and gen- and generally just kind of helps oversee the day to day functioning um, of the business side, which is totally true. Because when I auditioned for Shark Tank, uh, you guys were the first guys that I thought of that I was like, I'm going to go drink some beer and you know pick their brains. And luckily Adam was there and he was giving me the rundown on ways to break down percentages and stuff real fast. And it was helpful because I was like way out of my league. Okay, so yeah, he's, he's great. He's great for those types of uh, for those types of advice. I know. I wish I would have had like those tricks like in high school. I was like, oh. oh. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about how the three of you came together, and how Union went from an idea to a reality. Um. Well, so Adam and I went to college together, um, and John and Adam, I think, were high school friends. Um, you know, Adam and I in college started drinking beer together, started drinking good beer together. Um, I think when, when John was in college up in Massachusetts, he was drinking good beer. There was already a, a craft beer scene up there uh, when it was going on. So all three of us loved beer. Um, I was brewing for a company called Gordon Beer. She was living in the Chicago area around 2008 when Adam called me, um, told me he had met John and thought the three of us could kind of come together to start this brewery. Um, so it started this kind of like email chain where we were just kind of bouncing ideas off of each other and trying to figure out what we wanted to do. Um, I moved back to the area in 2010, um, and that's when we got really serious about it. Um, and, John, I don't know what you want to add to that. Yeah. Um, for me, on my side, it was um, I had had a corporate jo- job in graphic design, um, you know, in a cubicle nine to five. Um, and after several years started to feel really burnt out and wasn't sure where my career was heading. Um, I had been really into beer and began kind of trading out of market beer and rare and hard to find stuff, um, through the mail, through online communities and bought a homebrew kit and started homebrewing as a way to, um, access kind of new creativity away from the computer screen. And around Mm -hmm. that same time, I met Adam, um, who was also a beer fanatic, had been talking with Kevin um, about opening a brewery one day, and I just kept pressing on it and said, look, like, this is a good trio of talent, um, each bringing our own kind of unique um, perspective and talents um, to a creative process, and I just kept pushing on him and said, we can do this. Baltimore is ready. Baltimore is ripe for a new brewing company um, a brewery had not opened in Baltimore City in 30 years so we just felt like this was our shot um, and if we didn't do it someone else was going to so um, we just sort of all went all in on it and 
risked a whole lot to make it work. Um, and, you know, summer of 2012, first batch came out, and that's it's been a crazy ride ever since. Yeah, I was totally there. I, I mean, I – okay, so one of the things that – it's just so much fun for me about doing this show. It's like last week I interviewed Dave Drywitz and I was so starstruck because, you know, I love Ween and the band is great, but like, I really feel the same way in a way towards you guys, except I know you relatively personally from the, from the bar. And, you know, I'm just so impressed with what you guys have done together and what you've accomplished. Like, I don't necessarily even look at union just as a business and as something that's like available to us here in Baltimore. I really look at it as this like supreme art form. And what you said, John, about bringing like the three talents together. I mean, Adam, what he knows on the finance game and Kevin, obviously his art form is delicious and you make it so physically appealing. And I think it's a really interesting you know, um, relationship to watch you guys really grow together and bring your talents together. Um, I think it's really evident in the outcome of what you're making. Like it, it is impugning itself onto the community. So for nothing else, thank you for that. Cause I think it's really positive. And yeah, you're welcome. I mean, that's yeah, all like you guys just won Best of Baltimore, do. Best Community in Baltimore. And I think, it, I mean, I think that's like one of the best awards you can win. I mean, I, I, Kevin, like you guys have been acknowledged so many times for so many amazing beers that you've produced. And we'll talk about what you have coming out here. But like when you get an award that's like, you know, Baltimore's Best Community, I think that's like probably one of the most flattering things that you can be told. So tell us, you know, how you've kind of brought that together and what it kind of feels like to see that really become something. I mean, for me personally, I think we've tried to develop this community from the start. I mean, that was one of our focuses and our original mission statement. It was about, you know, bringing community here. Um, and, and I think the three of us have this, like, deep love of Baltimore and this deep love of, of the community and what the city can be and what the city is. And we just tried to reflect that in what we were doing here, be that, the beers and how we name the beers and the events that we do and the charities that we work with. Um, so we, we've worked really hard to kind of bring this community feel to the brewery. It's something that I'm most, I think I'm most proud about at Union is how the community's kind of supported us and they show us love back. For all the love we give the city, I think the city gives us just as much love back and that's really made me feel great about what we're doing. Yeah, for sure. Because, I mean, with the new location and stuff, I know that you guys had such an amazing go at it, like, out of the gates, where watching you grow was just incredible. I mean, you know, year after year after year, it was like, I knew that the first year I was hanging out there, I was like, I'm going to enjoy this parking lot while it lasts, because this is going to be packed in no time. And sure enough, it was, you know, and it was just so neat to even, like, come and wait for a beer at Union. Like, I didn't even mind, you know, because I was, like, so excited for you all. And I think a lot of that comes from, you know, John doing, like, you know, being the creative director and really involving, you know, the art community and what you guys are doing. It's such a triple threat. The beer itself is delicious. And then you go to Union and you get this full on visual art vibe 
And it's cool because Union is really using a lot of different type of artistic talent. So, John, explain to us kind of how that became priority for Union. Because, I mean, it's, it's beautiful, you know. It really is. Thank you. I appreciate the kind words about it. Yeah. Um, you know, I having been in graphic design, um, certainly developed an appreciation for good design and branding um, and knew that one day I would love to apply everything I'd learned to my own brand. Um, and getting into graphic design really came from um, beginning to collect like gig posters from concerts I had been to. Uh, and I, that was my first sort of hobby was collecting and trading, buying, selling, um, gig posters. And I got super into that. And that led to a love for collecting like street art and sort of lowbrow art. Um, and yeah. you know, that's, I know. that's, that's why that's, I feel like you and I get along so well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, so that, that kept growing my part, and growing. Myself part of that category. <laughs> <laughs> and I knew that like, if I ever got to have my own brand, um, especially in beer, which is like so visually stimulating. And if you walk into any liquor store now and like just gaze at the cooler, there's just so many wonderful, good, bad, everything in between things to look at, um, that I'd be able to bring a lot to it. Um, and having our brand be centered in Baltimore, which I feel like is just always bubbling with creative energy and, and, you know, with Micah here and so many talented artists um, that it well, I knew that, you know, great talent was just a phone call away or an email away. And that I would have no trouble finding lots of local people to contribute to what we were trying to build. Um, so I've done a couple of different things. Like I, we have this core brand um, and that was, designed by myself and, um, and uh, Natalie Cohn and Kat Feuerstein at Gila Press. Um, and that so was would that basically be, designed. So would that be like the duck pin? Is that like duck pin that's and right. anthem? So, and, yeah. Right. So that's kind of like our brewery identity, which is like the union um, gear logos and the, and the four core cans, which are um, duck pin, skipjack, blackwing, and anthem. Um, so and how did you guys to, decide on uh, that? But how did you guys decide on those four being like the four core beers? Well, they they weren't originally. So originally, um, our our German style alt beer Balt was was one of the core four, um, and we had to make a tough call to discontinue that product, and then we came out with Skipjack to replace it, um, and so kind of like the beers and the branding go hand in hand. So they are sort of lower ABV, what they call session style beers. Um, they're approachable styles, so like ones people have heard of or are familiar with. Um, and at the time, six years ago, we were looking to build a craft beer community that we didn't really feel like existed. And this is mm -hmm. a very blue, blue collar, natty bow kind of town. We really wanted people to be able to have an entry point into better beer. Um, and so we created these approachable styles as our initial yeah, recipes. You can yeah, you can relate um, to the can. That's totally true. Yeah, and the and the branding was designed to look like it was always here. You know, it has this 
it has this really classic um, yeah, like look to retro it. Retro vintage. That, yeah, totally. Yeah, it, that's exactly right. Yeah. I never picked up on that before. Like, I know that it all, like, followed suit and stuff, but it completely, like, I always, like, understood, like, the shout back to, like, the Baltimore Pride and, you know, all of, like, our historic stuff here, but I never even thought of it in the element of beer and what we're used to and that being attractive. And now that you mention it, it totally kind of, like, it's, like, makes sense in my brain. I'm like, oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Okay, so you know this. Go so ahead, I was just going to say that this, this is such like a a fiercely loyal town to its hometown product and has so much pride. Um, I, we we didn't want to burst onto the scene with something that was like super modern and crazy. Um, you know, we just we, we just wanted something to look like it was kind of this like homespun classic thing that had, you know that had always been here. Um, in order to in order to get the people of Baltimore to to, to feel it, um, and so far I think that's worked. I mean, Duckton, I really feel like has become um, an iconic brand for the city. It definitely has. So I mean, like it's definitely a mainstay, and it's so fun to go to like new places and see. Like it happened really, I feel like three years ago, where I was going to restaurants over like regularly, new places, and it was just like new on tap Union, and I'm like, yes, you know. And it was always duck pin first. So like, so Kevin, when you have John on the one side that's you know doing all the visually creative stuff. When you guys are creating a beer together and he's talking, you know, physically what his idea is, are you guys throwing ideas back and forth? And if he's if he's saying something like, I want to do something like pink flamingos, do you automatically have an idea of what pink flamingos taste like in that you know, conversation? Flamingos, if I remember correctly, John has been sitting on that name for a while. Is that right, John? It's something you wanted to do or Yep, the name, the the name had like popped yeah. up. Yeah, he had had this name. And so every year for our anniversary party, we do some sort of fruited sour. And so I think, if I remember this correctly, and I could be completely wrong, because it's been a couple of years, but I remember John saying, I got this name for this beer, Pink Flamingos, and I, 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 I don't know what it is, but I want to do it. Um, and so we kind of started talking about it. And Lynn, who is was our first employee here, and she's kind of what responsible up, for uh, yeah, Lynn's awesome. She's responsible for a lot of our projects like that. So we'll come to her with an idea, and she'll figure out what works. And so I think she started playing around with fruit and spice. And she came back and she said, what about a grapefruit ginger sour beer? Um, and so we played around with it. We really loved it. And it, it really fit that Pink Flamingo's name. Um, and so that's kind of how beer development will go. So a lot of times I'll have an idea for a beer. And I'll kick it to John and give him a description of what the beer is, what hops are in it, what malt is in it, what, I, what I'm interpreting the style of the beer to be. And then John and his creative team will get together and figure out, let's call it this. What do you guys think about this name? Or what about this? Um, this is kind of the concept behind the name. Um, so that's kind of how it works. So sometimes John will have a name or will have a concept or even an idea for a beer that he thinks we should brew or Adam will have an idea or something here. Um, and then I'll figure out a recipe or I'll come forward with a recipe and then we'll figure out the name. So it just depends. It kind of flow back and forth that way. 
that's just arty as hell because when you really think about you know we get into the whole idea about like foodies and what food means and the physicality of food and stuff and so for able for two human beings to really be able to communicate one through flavor and one through you know like visual stimulation and bring that together to have that join to be like a really aesthetic package it's just very very cool i think that's why union as a forefront stands out even as far as like you guys are communicating beyond just this is my idea like you have this flow that's going on between the teams that really reflects in the work which is why I feel like it's so special you know like there it's like I feel like there hasn't been like a misstep in that you know like there isn't like a gray area which makes it a lot of fun you know the really thing I mean, about is we Oh, go ahead, John. I was just going to say, like, you know, being conceptual is important in design, and it's it's definitely um, something that I wanted to bring to the table. You know, I don't I, I don't want the names, the the visual element, and the and the liquid inside to be disparate elements. You know, you want to bring them all together so that they make sense for the for the consumer. Um, and, you know, I know that more often than not, like, these beers are going to be awesome, um, even when we're coming up with something that's completely brand new, never brewed before. Um, so you can kind of count on the quality of it. And so I always want to make sure that the art on the can reflects how quality the beer is going to be. Um, and, yeah, I'm glad that you've never perceived a misstep. I think there maybe have been a few, but I, I'm pretty close to it. So. You well, know, I mean, I, um, I'm not gonna lie. I've I've drank a, I've I've had a lot of Union beer over the past few years, so <laughs> I've definitely done my part in exploring what you guys are doing over there. And you know, I just think it's truly like a piece of mixed media art. You know, you're bringing in, you're combining so many elements, and when you do that well, and you do it over and over and over again, well you know, like you've really found like your craft as it were, which is what makes this so cool that to hear like the early story and how that came together. So you guys just moved into this dope new building, which is literally in the backyard of the first brewery, which is if you didn't have the pleasure of visiting the first brewery, it was pretty impressive on its own. And it was like, cool and cozy with this cool tap room and whatever and now like these guys have exploded into this union collective so describe to us what union collective is um so union collective is this sort of broader concept that was born out of our need to to grow um the physical space um, and output of, of our business. So we knew we were um, reaching capacity. We were actually at capacity for a little while at our old brewery. Um, and we began a search for a new location. And we spent a lot of time looking at every industrial warehouse in Baltimore. Like, I feel like I could be a um, real estate agent at this point. I've seen so many buildings. Um, and meanwhile, so we're searching and we're searching and in our heads, we sort of had this image of what union 2.0 would look like. Um, but we just couldn't find the right place. 
Meanwhile, there's this 140,000 square foot giant warehouse um, just a half mile up the road from our brewery. And, you know, it's just this big brick rectangle. Didn't offer a lot of like architectural features um, and was just so big that it was way more space than we ever imagined. So after this long search, we come to this building and the location is perfect. Um, the the property that it sits on is perfect. It, it borders um, I-83, which is the expressway, you know, from the county into the city. Um, and we thought, what if we can take, you know, our space, which is about 50,000 square feet of this building, and with the rest of the space, bring other up-and-coming Baltimore manufacturers um, to all share um, in the physical space, share resources, share an audience. Um, because the reality is that outside of the beer community, most manufacturing, the actual making of products, goes largely unnoticed except when you see the product in market. And in oh, craft hey. beer, you've got all <laughs> these people who want to come to the source see the product being made and sample it right yeah, there. Yeah, see the process. So, right, see the process um, and be able to buy it and take it home and tell their friends about it and bring friends back. Um, and so we thought, what if we can extend that sort of ethos in craft beer to other manufacturers? And that's when we started reaching out to businesses that we're friends with, um, products that we admire and the, and the producers who make them. Um, and see if they'd be interested in the project. And luckily there was a great response initially, and we were able to bring in um, the Charmery Ice Cream Factory, who now has um, three retail locations. They make all the ice cream for those other locations. We were able to bring in the Baltimore Spirits Company, um, who make some of the best gin and whiskey um, anywhere, but especially in Baltimore. Um, we've got Vent Coffee Roasters. Um, Sarah is an amazing roaster and barista um and we've got um earth tracks which is a baltimore-based climbing gym company that now has that now has gyms around the country um but they're based right here and they um, really kind of activate the collective side of the space so that there are customers um there all day every day well into the evening and it's just like a kind of a great um, energetic manufacturing center where we can also have a ton of fun um, and throw great events and all just kind of work together and really show off Baltimore manufacturing. Well, and I think that's like such an, like a really, really cool concept. And also for you guys to be so aware of what you accomplished and the fact that you can share that, with your community and share that with other people, other producers, it's just telling of the MO of what this beer means, like the concept of beer unites. It's so hard out there to get it going, you know, especially when you're on your own. And so to be able to find two other like people who have the same mission and then to create the success and then to pay that forward is really just, you know, embiotic of, of the brand in itself really. And so, you know, it's no question as to why you guys have these parties and they're sold out every year. You, you throw down these, 
you know, kick-ass, like, I want to call them mini music festivals, but I don't want to downplay their awesomeness. But, I mean, for a couple guys throwing parties in the parking lot, I mean, yeah, I have Jay Roddy Watson play in my backyard all the time. (laughs) I don't know about you guys, but you literally do. So tell us about some of the talent that you've been able to kind of bring to Baltimore because of this community that you've amassed it. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've been really fortunate. It's been a lot of luck and, um, you know, hard work for sure. Um, but this community and this kind of scene that we've built has allowed us to do all sorts of things and kind of like live out some dreams and fantasies on occasion. Um, and like you mentioned, Jay Roddy. So like, you know, a Baltimore-based band that we wanted to reach out to kind of early on, um, and we were fortunate that, gosh, I don't know how long ago it was, maybe four years ago now, we were able to collaborate on a beer with, because we had started this series that was called Liquid Local Legends, and we were paying tribute to various people, so we came out with a beer called Rye Baby, which was a tribute to John Waters, um, and we did a, a beer with Atomic Books, which is like our favorite, like kind of like nerdy bookstore with comic yeah, books and graphic there. novels, and vinyl toys, and all these things. And um, Mayor Kirk Schmoke, we did a beer for him. Um, he was he was a figure in our youth and had some very progressive views, um, especially for the time. And um, and then we wanted to do one for Jay Roddy Watson in the business, just a band that I fell in love with. Like one random night, decided to go check out a band I had never seen at the Auto Bar, and instantly fell in love and had been following them pretty closely ever since. Um, and reached out to them, and they were down to make a beer with us. Um, so we made a beer called Sweat Shock, which is one of their songs um, from a couple albums ago, and it was a malt liquor, craft malt liquor. Um, we had a lot of fun with that. And, um, you know, we throw these big parties. We love to have good musical acts um, for a while. You know, we try and make it as Baltimore-based as possible. Um, and we've had Bosley. We've had Brooks Long. We've had Psycho Killers. We've had Baltimore Afrobeat Society, which was a very memorable evening. Um, and uh, this year for... It was sort of like the dual sixth anniversary party and grand opening of the new brewery. And we pulled out all the stops and, and got Jay Roddy and, um, and Michael now and the mighty thread um, who's from Cumberland originally. And uh, yeah, we brought them down and they put on a kick-ass show for everybody that was there. And it was definitely like one of the highlights of, uh, of this journey with the brewery. Yeah, I mean, that was bittersweet because I was actually away for work. And it's like the type of thing where, you know, like, obviously I want to go to that stuff and then I'm out of town and I'm like, oh, man, you know, but it's great that I'm working. But also, like, I want to really be at that party. So, Kevin, tell us about some upcoming brews that we can look forward to because we're going to sign off here in a minute. But I wanted to kind of get everybody geared up for what you have coming out and so kind of explain to us some plans all right so yeah, we got a bunch of uh, new beers we are we're using our old brewery location as kind of our r&d brewery so we have a series of beers called uh, rough drafts that are coming out of there um so the first two that were on tap were the brewed ipa and our citrus sour um those are probably 
it's going to kick soon, and we're replacing those with a a Hellas Lager made by our brewer Zandy here. Uh, but then he used these really interesting Pacific Northwest hops called a Zaka that give the beer this kind of soft peach note, um, a little tropical hint to it, a really delicious lager. Uh, we also have another lager coming out soon for Baltimore Beer Week, which is in two weeks, uh, which is a Rauk beer or a smoked lager that we're really excited about. We'll also be dropping a new IPA uh, the week of Baltimore Beer Week called Club Banger. Um, and uh, we're really excited about that. Super dry hot, hazy IPA is what the kids want. Uh, so we decided to brew one of those. Um, and then we just have a bunch of stuff coming down the line. Lynn is actually going to be brewing a dark sour ale over uh, for the Rough Draft series. Um, so just a bunch of different stuff. We're always, we're constantly trying to put out new stuff, um, improve our beer, make better beer. Um, and so being able to have this experimental space now um, has really helped out too. Yeah, it's like you have your own little beer art studio over there where like you have yeah, the, no, like your cool. space. Yeah, you have your space where you're turning out your tried and trues that, you know, people are looking forward to. Foxy's back on tap for fall, which is a which is really popular. And then you have like this like old retro space, which is cool because the power of the original brewery, I'm happy to hear that that's still going because, you know, it's so hard to let go of like the the first place that you really like saw like a dream come to fruition. So, I mean, I love to hear that you're still experimenting over there. I mean, what I love yeah. about having the experimental space is that it lets our whole team, not just brewers, anybody here that has an idea or a concept for a beer can work with one of the brewers, work with me to develop this beer. So it's going to open up, you know, I've got one way that I think about beer, but everybody else has different ways that they think about beer, and we'll be able to open it up to all those different ideas and brew these different beers. And these People are inspired by different things. So I'm really excited to see what's going to continue to come out uh, in the rough draft series. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, I just really thank you. So these guys have been super supportive of my work too. I've painted live at union and, you know, they've always been, if I've ever had questions about what I'm doing or ideas and whatever, you know, really open to throwing, you know, not just even like creative ideas around, but professional ideas. And I'm really grateful for that. I think it's hard to find artists and creators that are so open to sharing so you know it's something that I really valued in our you know friendships and I just am so proud and excited for you guys I love the new space I'm so appreciative of how much you guys support the arts you have a bunch of beautiful new murals over there that people can come and check out please please visit Union Sit outside on the patio before, you know, the weather changes and just really take it in because there's a lot more that's going on at Union Craft Brewing beyond the beer. And I think it's just really, really special. And I appreciate you guys for putting in the effort. I really, really do. Thank you, Jess. Really appreciate that. And we're always excited to, to to see what you're producing as well. You always keep us guessing. And uh, we look forward to uh, to seeing what you got next, too. All right. Cool, guys. Well, thank you so much. You've been um, listening to Jess Messon broadcast here with Union Craft Brewing with John Zervitz and um, Kevin Blodger from Union right here in Woodbury, Baltimore. So much fun. Thank you, guys. Everybody have a great week from all of us here at Lions Radio Network. Have a wonderful day.
Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Skydiving. This is amazing. Yeah, but you know what else is amazing? An iPhone 6S for just 49 bucks at Metro. Really? Imagine streaming all the way down with that amazing camera. I'm switching. That's smart. You know what else is smart? Parachutes. Woo! Switch to Metro and get an amazing iPhone 6S for only 49 bucks. Metro by T-Mobile. Phone offer requires port in of number not currently active on T-Mobile Network or active on Metro in past 90 days. See store for details and terms and conditions.